0: Sunday night, 7 o'clock time for another edition of Sports Phone here on KZYX. Everyone is back where they belong after last week. Uh, Jerry, that's me. I am back in my office in Portland. Jim's back in the studio in Philo. Jim, how are you doing this evening?
1: Yes, I am. I'm back in the studio. I I th- There's really no close second place. My favorite place, as you said last week, is when we do it at the Sports Phone Sports sports bar phone sports phone bar yes yeah, sports phone bar at your house mm-hmm. oh and and it's just we can look at each other and, and you know it's it's uh it's, it's 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 fun but it's good to be back yeah. it's good to be back home it rained an inch yesterday I mean I, I don't remember an inch I remember an inch early June once but June fifth an inch of rain man come on that that that's that's unheard yeah. of around here. That's yeah. like everyday normal at your house yeah so, uh, we got a fair amount today
0: I think it's actually still going if I look out the window now yeah it looks like it is yeah. uh, so Jim I have some exciting stuff going on starting tomorrow uh, well it, I guess it's it's I guess it's all exciting oh, that's right. uh, my bedroom is getting torn apart tomorrow. It's, I'm excited. It's it's getting destroyed. And then, uh, well, part of my bedroom is getting destroyed and then subsequently rebuilt. I'm very excited. It's been a long time coming.
1: It's very exciting. Uh, you bought a one-bedroom house and now it's going. Uh, one uh, Well bathroom. I
0: bought a, a three-bedroom three bedroom house. house. I bought a
1: one-bathroom house. One-bathroom house. So you're putting in a new bathroom, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm swapping out my uh, kind of big closet gonna basically chop that in half and uh, gonna get a bedroom in there or a bathroom in there and then I'm also gonna I take think that- out the carpet get some get some hardwood in it's it's been a, it's been a long process I, and I don't know what it's like in Mendocino County or or the kind of any of the cities out there but uh, waiting for permits is uh, it's like trying to watch water boil it takes a long time if you're actively paying attention I to I
1: don't it. know I've never lived in a in a place where people say oh that permit process is fun <laughs> like, i've never i mean I, I imagine there's places where it's better than others and more fair and more reasonably priced and yeah. quicker and but every place i've always been most people complain about the permit process
0: i i believe it i absolutely believe it but it's happening starting tomorrow the uh, the the crew the crew is showing up at uh At 8 a.m. and I think they're going to start destroying walls. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully I can watch a little bit if I have some time. Hopefully if if I'm not doing too much in the morning. Um, Welcome everybody to the Sports Phone. If you are new to this show, never heard it before, uh, this is an open forum sports talk show. Jim and I are both uh, sports aficionados, players, coaches, uh, fans participants in other forums, officials as well. Uh, we talk a lot of sports in our day-to-day lives, so this one-hour a week we like to spend talking about sports with the listening audience out here uh, in Mendocino County and beyond if you're listening online. Anything is fair game, as long as it is sports-related in some way, shape, or form. We want to hear about it. We want to talk about it. It can be professional, college, high school, rec questions, topics, controversies, trivia. quizzes, tri- <laughs> trivia, whatever it is. We want to hear about and talk about it as long as it is in some way, shape, or form uh, related to sports. The number to do that is 707-895-2448. That is the number to call if you want to talk about anything going on in the world of sports. Again, anything is fair game. As long as it is sports related in some way, shape, or form, give give us a call and we want to talk about it.
1: Give me your opinion. Are we pretty liberal with that it has to be related to sports? Are Are we pretty strict about that, you think? I think that
0: we, we give a fair amount of leash on that yeah. overall uh, i think there's been there's absolutely been a few here and there that we've had to kind of reel back in or kind of say what does this have to do with sports but overall i, I think we're pretty we're pretty flexible with that i think we go into every call we'll give them the benefit of the doubt for sure yeah um, yeah so yeah that's anything true. you want to talk about 707-895-2448 that is the number to call um i had one Quick thing I wanted to get out of the way uh, before we dive in too much here. Last week we had Aaron Ford, the head coach of Ukiah High School baseball, on the line uh, after their uh, NCS Division II sectional championship win against Petaluma. Uh, the, a couple days later, I believe it was on Tuesday, they headed down to the Sacramento area to play the first round of the NorCal regional playoffs against Granite Bay High School, which I believe was, like I said, kind of an off or a little bit outside. Out of Sacramento, yep. really good game. It looked like uh, they lost one nothing, so their season is done. But Jim, I know you kind of got a recap from Coach Ford. Sounds like they fought tooth and nail for nine innings. It was it was a heck of a game. Uh, but Ukiah's season has come to a close. Uh, again, we talked to Coach Ford last week. I wanted to give him a shout out after what sounded like a uh, a tough tough loss uh, down in Grant.
1: You're not a, you're not a big watching baseball fan. Uh, I know you like um, um, high level. Women's softball. I know you like yeah. to watch that. Cause, Love me some softball. Yeah, pl- pl- plus, uh, y- you know, you were a um, a play-by-play commentator for your college team.
0: That's how I got into it. That's yeah. how I kind and, of chose uh, softball over baseball. Cause so, so my
1: question to yeah. you is, when you have to watch baseball, do you, is it more exciting for you if it's a 13 to 12 game or a one nothing game
0: Uh I like the one nothing game if it's a lot of strikeouts huh. like if both pitchers are just but if it's like if it's if it's like some kind of control pitcher that's you know he's playing a ground ball it's just you know ground ball to third ground ball to short that's a little bit tough to watch but if it's someone just mowing people down I'm all <laughs> in for that
1: Hello caller you're on the air Oh well, hi uh, this is Mike
2: can you kind of Hey, Mike. And um, so Frank Zappa said that in a match between you and the world, you can bet on the world every time.
1: In a match? Yeah. Huh. So was he talking about a sports match?
2: Exactly.
1: Huh. Say, say that quote again. In a match between you
2: and the world, you can bet on the world every time. Oh, well,
1: I'll go with that, Jerry. Anything?
0: <laughs> no, I, 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 got nothing on that one. It's a good quote. I, I I'll, I buy it.
1: Huh.
2: Well, you know, his, his ashes, or like a size of a lipstick, um, lipstick case, uh, uh, up in orbit, and they fly around in orbit. So,
1: hmm. well, thanks for the info. Okay, you are welcome. Appreciate Thank you for call. the show. Yep. 707 895 2448. The I was just going to say Jerry we're opening up the phone lines, but that gentleman yeah. that gentleman opened them up already. Um Yeah, you Kyle, what a run. You know, for the yeah. nine for the nine seed to win is is a lot. And uh, I just wish they would have you know they would have got by that, that first one. So I, I sort of agree with you, in in softball when I used to watch fast pitch and play fast pitch softball on the East Coast, um, I loved a good pitcher that was unhittable. Mm-hmm. There, there was somebody like that. I was watching the world the the women's World Series, and uh, someone was mowing everyone down. Hello, caller, you're on the air. This is Dave
2: from Lakewood. Just saw in the news this afternoon that the U.S. soccer team
1: got their first round appointment in the World Cup. Against Wales, does anybody really think that the U.S. men's soccer team could be competitive at a international level? Jerry, you were uh, just talking about. Uh, that.
0: We were talking. We were talking about this before the show. I, I brought it up with Jim a little bit. So, I, he, here's my my take on this. I, this is one of the better teams the united states has had i think in in relative terms that they're moving in the right direction they've got a good young group they've got one of the best players in the world and that's like not just one of the best americans one of the best players in the world is is on their team who is it his name's christian pulisic i suppose just, yes.
1: I, I suppose just to qualify for the tournament is a pretty good success for the u.s men's soccer team that's a- yes
0: yes and, and so my all of that kind of leading to your question of if this team can't get out of the group that they're in and get to the knockout stage, then it's just, I don't know what what further development needs to happen. Um, when you look at the, the, the groups of the World Cup this year, the U.S. has a very doable draw. Like, there's groups that aren't as good, but England, in terms of the top-level uh nations in the world in soccer i think is kind of at the bottom-ish level of the top tier of international soccer wales i think is very comparable to the united states and then iran is very beatable so i don't if they can't get out of this
1: group i don't know what to think is this uh dave well here's hoping they do well is this Dave from lakewood new york it is Ah, (laughs) i thought i thought i recognized your voice but uh currently visiting Seattle. I was gonna say you you, you don't sound like it you usually don't call it at 10, 11 at night. <laughs> that would <laughs> so, be correct. So you're yeah. in Seattle. It, it took you to fly to Seattle to call the sports phone. That that's that's it, pre- that's pretty good. It, it, I thought you guys would be <laughs> impressed. Well good luck with the show. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Nice thank, to you. Talk thank you. To thank you. you. See ya.
0: Yeah, the the United States is so when you look at the, the group that they're in, England is in FIFA rankings in the world, the U.S. is next in their group in fifteenth. Wales is eighteenth, so again, not a pushover, but kind of a push with the United States. And then Iran is is twenty first in the world, um, but again, very beatable.
1: So I am going to be in Wales in September. I'm going to have to. You're going to have to let me know if there's if I can see this Wales team play. <laughs> I'm going to be in. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah,
0: they might have a friendly or something. But yeah, I I, I think the U.S. has a very favorable draw in comparison to what it could have been.
1: 707-895-2448. We're getting calls from from Lakewood, New York. Um... (laughs) I'm sort of I'm sort of uh, Jonesing from a call from Moscow, Idaho. or Idaho! <laughs> you can't call people out. Jeff. I know. I know. But it. I just love can't it when it. I hear the, I hear Moscow on the radio. Can't do it. All can't right. Do it. All right.
0: right. Uh, 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you want to talk about anything sports related, uh, anywhere in the world. Again, 707-895-2448. Anything going on in the world of sports? You
1: can give us a ring. All right. This day what is this day june 5th 2022 is this day on june oh actually i'm going to save uh, i'm going to do this i'm going to do this in backward order today um after i take this call you're on the air sorry
3: to interrupt you this day
1: same sports. <laughs> i might do it while you're on the phone what do you got for us vince
3: Oh, well, this this day in sports: Rafael Nadal won his 14th Grand Slam at the or 22nd Grand Slam, 14th French Open on well, a he, on a bad foot, one leg basically.
1: I think he's going to retire. I, I don't think he's going to be one of these guys that, that that gets beat a bunch of times. I think he's going to go out and top. By the way, uh, the one I was going to read before you so rudely interrupted me, Vince, <laughs> was in 2005, Ruffin. Rafael Nadal won his first French Open. So, as Jerry pointed out to me, he has won 14 out of the last 17 French Opens. Oh, come on! It, it,
3: it, I, I mean, my whole take on it. Cause I mean, I'm not a huge tennis guy, but I love tennis. Was just you gotta love athletes like this, like the, the you know the Serena Williams of the world, whatever it is. Pete Sampras at Wimbledon. I, I love seeing these kind of uh, just dominant athletes that that find their niche and, 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 and roll with it. And, and 14 French Open titles, obviously he's the best clay tennis player in the history of tennis.
1: By far. Jerry, are you, you going to even comment? <laughs>
0: Oh, I mean, it's impressive. It's impressive. I think that I kind of, to Vince's point, I do appreciate, you know, specialists in sports. Yeah, you know, yeah. like if you get into like mixed martial arts, this guy's a, you know, a, a judo specialist or a this and that specialist kind of thing. You know, you've got certain pitchers that are, you know, cutter specialists or sinker ball specialists kind of thing. So I can appreciate him being as good as he is on clay. And then on top of that, he had when he, especially when he was younger, had really good success, uh, off of clay like he won his fair amount of tournaments and was number one in the world off of clay as well so yeah Yeah. i I can appreciate it uh have i have i watched did i watch any of it not at all no
3: no (laughs) me me neither jerry but it was a good it was a good one because uh the the the, the coco um i'm gonna probably mess up her last name uh Gauss uh um yeah just like just like jared finals as well yeah really really fun stuff it's like You know, not so much on the men's side, but there's a lot of good youthful tennis energy on the female side uh, of the sport. The men's side, you're kind of waiting for Jokovic and Nadal to retire, and then I'm not even sure who's good on the men's (laughs) side at this point. Um, You know, I don't watch a lot of tennis, but I do follow all sports. So um, I think tennis is another one of those ones, like soccer for America, where the women's is more exciting than the men's.
1: Well, let me let me now that you mentioned it. Um, I I happened to watch the women's final, and um, I saw what I think is going to be. I, I think we're talking about Martina Navratilova, however you say that. Wow, that, a, was, that was <laughs> the, that was bad. Billy, <laughs> Billie Jean King. Not, never, Billie never Jean King. <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw this woman play, that played Coco Gauff. Mm-hmm. T- 17 year old and sh- she was most dominant woman tennis player i've ever seen and i've i've done go hey, jim who in- was it what's her name okay <laughs> I,
0: I, here, here I, we I go
1: here we go you, you think coco goth's hard to pronounce <laughs> uh iga shivantech
3: shivantech
1: Tech from poland she won the first set 6-1 goth sort of upset her and won two games in the second set and then this woman just rolled. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen anyone hit the ball this hard, this accurate on, on the women's side um, since Serena was in her prime. I mean, this, this was, this, this is the real deal.
3: Yeah, I was going to say she was very similar to a Steffi Graf kind of a player. Very conservative. Really was about putting the ball in play but putting it where she wanted it at the speed she wanted it. And she um, hit it hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steffi Grom did hit, like, Williams or this girl, but was just accurate with everything she did. You know, like, put it where she wanted it. Uh, this girl, because I, I watched the highlights of it, and she just seems like, uh, surgical in the way she put yeah. the ball where she wanted it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, fun stuff. I like talking a little bit of something different, you know? 30, I 35. How, I can't tell you guys how the game's going, so.
1: I know, don't tell me. I want to watch it when I get home.
0: I I did 35, matches, 35 matches in a row she's won it's the longest streak in
1: women's tennis since 2000 think about that wow. 35 it, matches in a row so doesn't matter <laughs> that, that doesn't matter if it's a big tournament a small tournament no one's beat her yeah. in 35 matches i mean it's it, who who
3: held it in 2000 jerry was that serena or venus
0: uh hold on one second i can find that out for you. i'd imagine it's serena but, or Venus. That's a, that's the fair yeah. guess. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. That's uh, we'll have to figure that out. I would like to know, and this is legitimately asking because I I had to watch like three or four different videos of how to pronounce this woman's name. I I, I, I and this is again this is not this is coming from a place of ignorance. How S W I A T E K gets to Schwientek and i know it's because it's polish but i imagine there's something about like if you look at a spelling of it in polish like the a with for some reason gets turned into do on even though it's just an a or something but that is like sheshevsky i can kind of buy and i know that that's another polish name because it, it kind of looks right but there's not even an n in this so if there's anyone that knows how polish works i'd love to know how this gets it gets to be swiantic
1: yeah, um, and and because it's a because it's up. because it's a tennis player, we'll allow them to talk about spelling on the. On the- I'm just
0: curious how, how we got to that, uh, but the streak she's coming up on uh, on on Djokovic's streak. I don't have the women's one, but Djokovic has a 43 matched win streak between mm-hmm. 2010 and 2011. So she's only eight off of beating of tying that. Uh, Ooh. for women, why can I not find this? I will have to bear with me on this. 707-895-2448.
1: We're, we're taking calls on the sports phone. That's 707-895-2448. Oh. On this day so. in, in, go ahead, Jer.
0: Uh, I was, I was going to,
3: Jerry, you got that?
0: Well, so Steffi, if she wins her next match and gets to 44, Next up for her will be Steffi Graf, who won 66 in a row between 1999
1: and 1999. Hmm. Wow. All right. Uh, this day in 1957, sports fans, so June 5th, 1957, a doctor named Berger was asked to to do a narcotics investigation on the use of stimulating drugs by athletes. Hmm. 1957. 57? Wow. So the word steroid I don't even think was invented at that time. So that just tells you that's that's a long time ago. You know, that's what 60 years ago.
3: I wonder what he was yeah. What, what did he find? Like, what were the findings on that? Like, uh, as far as what was the most common drug used by athletes in 1957?
1: My guess it was some sort of speed pill, like like uh, yeah. we used to call them whites in college whites, and uh,
0: so so I found in the Sports Illustrated archives an article from 1960 called Our Drug Happy Athletes?" Huh? And. Uh, Berger, at the time, was the chairman of New York State's Medical Society on Narcotics. Uh, he charged that athletes were dosing themselves with amphetamines.
1: That's what this is. Okay. Uh, something so
0: trademarked still, yeah. uh, Benzedrin and Dexedrin were the two drugs that he believed people were taking.
1: Right, and those are the terms of what we used to, what what the, the college kids and the truck drivers used to call whites.
0: Oh, for yeah. focus, like that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, that's up on- Night or whatever. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. yeah, and and um, there's even a uh, um, Little Feet has a a song where they talk about weeds, whites, and wine. That's what a truck yeah. driver gets to tra- drive across the country: weeds, mm-hmm. white, and wine. Anyway, that, that's that's uh, trivia right there.
3: There
2: you go. That
1: <laughs> we'll
3: be we'll the, uh, the non-sports talk there to, to, to be allowed. All that's right, good. Vince. <laughs> uh, well, well, I, I, I will chime in really quick on the, the first caller who, who said, you know, uh, go, go with the low. And that was the comment to the one nothing Ukiah score. And you asked him, Jerry, like, basically, in some of these matches in, in high level, you, you go with the low score. Like, if you're going to bet, mm-hmm. I think that's where he was going with that. And, Jerry, you said you like a one nothing game if it's all strikeout, you know, heavy. I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the 101-98 basketball score, A little bit of a defensive battle, you know, mm-hmm. tough shots, yada, yada, yada. I like two to one hockey, the one nothing baseball. I, I'm a fan of the, the, the 17-14 football game. That's always been my, my thing, but I'm, I'm totally with you. There has to be enough moments of like, wow, that guy just made a diving play to save three runs, and so right. it's a tight game. Right. Or that guy made a great interception to keep them from scoring, and it's a tight game. You know, like so, I'm with you on that. Like, it has to be a level of like it's just not mundane, boring, and both teams are mediocre tonight. It's like no, they're both making great plays. It's just there's more great plays made on defense that normally don't get made. You know, so yeah, kind of kind of a neat uh, uh thing that to also discuss. is like what what is your ideal score or sporting like mm-hmm. how your ideal way of a game to play out in whatever sport or...
1: Hold that thought. We got another call, Vince.
4: Now? Yeah, definitely. Oh,
1: well, uh, yes. You're on the air.
4: Hi, um, I'm calling with a book and film recommendation for yeah. yeah. Love that. Um, it's called Iron Horse. Iron.
1: Iron oh, I've, I've heard
0: this horse. one. I've heard the name. Is this the book or the movie, or is it the same thing?
4: Iron Horse is the name of both the book and the book written by. Um, Oh Wagamese. Is his last name Richard? I believe Wagamese.
1: Well, I'm I'm going right now. Boy, this could be great trivia caller because so far I don't even know what sport we're talking about and I'm we're trying t- to guess it. Give me a clue.
4: Okay, it has uh well, it has a puck. That's a big clue. A what? A puck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you know and, do you know what she's talking about here well i i mean the safe bet now would be hockey
4: you got it <laughs> and um so this this is a film with hockey as a subtext and the book is the book is really phenomenal and also the film is very well done um but the the premise is a team, a hockey team formed at a residential, uh, an, in, an Ojibwe residential school um, where most of the, uh, all of the residents were from the Ojibwe nation. And, um, and it's about the horrors of life for the children and adult survivors of that whole horrible system. But it has a hockey aspect to it that is just incredible.
1: What's the I, Iron Horse pertain to? Is that is that
4: Oh, that would be giving way too much away oh, for okay. all of the Spoilers, hopeful that hopefully Spoilers would Jim be, would <laughs> be watching the film because it really is okay. um, beautifully done and the book is incredibly beautifully written.
1: Where is it located? Is it in, well, is it I in cold it, cold country?
4: Oh, where does it, it take place? It's it's uh, uh, Canadian.
1: Oh, it's Canadian. Okay, that, yes, that's enough. Yeah.
4: yeah. He's a Canadian writer, and um, so it is. I guess in um, oh, I don't. I can't even tell you the the, the, the province. But it, it's 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 just um, an amazingly important film and the hmm. and book and the book. The writing about hockey it, it reminds me of what people say. Some what you say about. I don't even. I don't love hockey, but um, I love this book. Huh. Wow.
3: Um,
4: and I and I learned a lot from the book. So it's incredibly beautifully done. Um, very very um, difficult film in many ways, but the hockey and the hockey in it is um, beautifully written and beautifully played and. Uh, lots of information uh, attached to the film, um, and the author of the book has a has a bit part in the film. Not a bit part, a part in the film. A, um, and that's really interesting too. Did so I would highly recommend it.
0: Did you yeah, give us the author's it's, name? It's it's on it's on my. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jim. What'd you okay. Say?
4: Give, why don't you give the information since you're sitting in front of it, and I'll listen to you oh, okay, give that information. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let's do let's do it that way.
4: Good. Okay. Have a good night.
1: Appreciate the call. Yeah. What do you got, your Iron Horse?
4: So, I, the only thing
0: that's a little throwing me here, I think it's called Indian Horse, not Iron Horse, uh, because I, I found a movie in a book about a Canadian Indian reservation hockey team called Indian Horse, not oh. Iron Horse. So I think I think that's what that's what the caller was referring to. Um, yeah, it was written by Richard, as as the caller said, Waga Mees. If we're pronouncing that right, in 2012, and then there's a movie uh, of it as well. I've never heard of this, but I'm all in. Uh, this looks great. I, I absolutely would. Love, I don't know. I, I'm not the best reader in terms of like novels and these types of things. Um, so, I, but I would definitely watch the movie uh, if the caller is still on, or, or not so on, but is still listening. Um, If you enjoyed that, there's a really good, (laughs) excuse me, documentary on Netflix called Basketball or Nothing that I would highly recommend that call or uh, watch. It is it follows a a high school basketball team in Arizona on a Navajo Indian uh, reservation or in Navajo country. Um, That's a. It's a purely Native American basketball team, and it talks a lot about, it's, it's not, I don't think it's as intense as the way that book and movie were described, but it, it hits a lot of the same themes about how a community of, of of kind of that type of culture uses sports as an outlet, and it's something that they get behind. So if that caller's still listening and you haven't seen it, uh, basketball
1: or nothing on Netflix is something
0: I would highly recommend. We lost that
1: caller, 707-895. Two four four eight. Give a call back. All lines are open. Um, you know, I'm gonna take a guess just from listening to the callers. Very brief, non-disclosing. Didn't want to. Didn't want to uh, spoil the the punchline. Um, I I went to college about an hour, uh, two hours from Montreal, but very close to the Canadian border and uh there was d1 hockey there at, at the college i went to so all the players on the team were paid to play and there were other canadians um at the school lot lots and i grew up playing basketball pretty much at a ymca street ball style and on the streets street ball style And I saw a very similar attitude, and and I'm going to call it street hockey. It did not take ice for... It didn't matter if it was a frat party, if it was lunchtime. Somebody was doing something, especially those Canadians, that that resembled hockey. Whether they were using a pencil on their table or they, they were using a broom in the kitchen, they were always... And it reminded me... Of the ghetto basketball scene, I, I I knew and loved so much. It was a culture. So I'm guessing this movie, Indian Horse, has something to do with with the culture of what I'm going to call ghetto hockey. I don't know. It it just it, it reminded me of that when uh, what it was like when basketball was was a culture, you know, and not just a sport. Oh, I
0: definitely want to see it. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I definitely will try to track this movie down. It sounds fantastic. 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything else you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. You being the listener. We've got about a half hour left on the show here. So give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about. 707-895-2448.
1: I was working my way through... uh... When the first call came in, I was working my way uh, through uh, this day in sports. We talked about 2005. I talked about 1957. That that's amazing. That so they didn't want people to to use stimulants, and that has to be the beginning of the steroid controversy. I would have to say, Jared, 1957. If sure. they were investigating, yeah, um, and then. This day in 1927, I wanted to bring this one back because um, do you remember? Uh, I don't know, three, f- four weeks ago, we t- people were calling in telling us about the chance meetings with um, superstar athletes that they had run into. Just you, yeah. you, you ran into someone at a at a what's her name? Top golf, you know, pl- hitting Top golf, hitting balls at a at a fancy. Uh, I still call it a fancy um, driving range. It's
0: a bar with golf. <laughs> it's a. That's what Top Golf is. It's
1: a bar with golf. And you talked about running into an NFL quarterback. I talked about running into Bill Walton, at Grateful Dead, and Jerry Garcia shows. Um, you know, I remember Vince called and he ran into Tony La Russa at a Pearl Jam concert. And then, do you remember that two, two different people, two different people called in, and and had run into Johnny Weissmuller. I didn't even know Johnny Weissmuller was still alive. He might, I didn't even know who he was. Right and. On this day, June 5th, 1927, he set records in the 100-yard and the 200-yard freestyle. I got a feeling he won a lot of Olympic medals in his time. I think yeah. he was the first Mark Spitz, in, uh, if you know what I mean. And um, in 1927, he set those records, and uh, then he went on to his probably most famous for being Tarzan in the original Tarzan movies. 707 895 the lines are open um who did i'd like to hear who who other people have run into just in chance meetings um i i like i like that topic from the first day jerry that you that you brought it up and
0: um yeah it's a good one it's it's one of those ones that like you it, it's just just it just happens as you we call it, it by chance it's yeah. just something that you didn't have to be you didn't have to go to a sporting event you didn't have to be at anything sports related but you just happen to run into this person for whatever reason. Um, Does Michael
1: Jordan count? Like when No, going to Michael Jordan's
0: camp does not count.
1: (laughs) Even though he signed your... What did he sign? A basketball for you, right? Signed a basketball for me, which I still have. Signed, autographed, and it's sealed up. Well, it's in a protective case.
0: Uh, But yeah, give us a call. 707-895-2448. Phone lines are open if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. You're on the air?
5: Uh, Yeah, give us a call. 707-895-2448. Yeah, I got a funny story you were talking about meeting uh, people by chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up a huge 49ers fan, and in, like, 95 or 96, I got to go on a school field trip to San Francisco and met Jerry Rice. Uh, the Niners were having some sort of a, you know, community event, parade type thing. And uh, he was a jerk. Like, he was a big jerk <laughs> to me. You know, he, was, he wouldn't sign my poster, kind of pushed me out of the way. And you know, I cried. I was in like fourth grade, and uh, and my teacher and friends were like, you know what? It, it was a busy day. It was crazy. You know, don't 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 get down on yourself. You know, don't take, don't hold it against him. Then years later, maybe like two thousand five or six, sometime after he retired, I went to a celebrity golf tournament in Hidden Valley and met him again. Wow! And he again was the biggest jerk ever. Wouldn't talk to anyone. Wouldn't participate in anything. It, you know, he had these two. What I assume to be bodyguards, like get away from me. Uh, so I ended up spending the whole day with JJ uh, Stokes, who was the nicest guy in the world, and uh, and yeah, just kind of like ruined my. You know, JJ Stokes was like the second coolest receiver behind uh, J- Jerry Rice at the time, and he became number one. You know, I'm caller. I'm happy that that <laughs> Jerry Rice not
0: being the nicest person like didn't sour you as a 49ers fan. Like it didn't turn you against the whole franchise or something. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah.
5: I'm a I'm a home team fan. Now I'm a Raiders fan nowadays, but you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. even though they left, but but I still, you know, and if the Raiders are playing anybody uh, but the Niners, I'm going against them. But you know, it's not like I'm anti-Niners or anti anything. Yeah, we
1: well, got a, we got another call, so I'm going to go to it in a second. Okay, caller, while, you, while you're there, while you're there, before you hang up, I I'm going to comment that. When you're an adult at the golf match, I can sort of understand Jerry Rice. He, there is no excuse for him pissing off a four-year-old. As fourth, a fourth grader. Fourth grader. Fourth No, he no tip, excuse. He stiff
5: armed me. He stiff armed me. I'll see you later. Hello,
1: Call. You're on the air. In 1963,
6: I think it was, when the Second World Fair was in Flushing, New York, we were there, you were there, and we saw Wilt Chamberlain, and it was like looking at somebody's legs. I never did see his face, because all I saw were legs.
1: <laughs> so you saw, or we saw, I saw Will Chamberlain uh,
6: when, I was, yes, how, when I was how old? Well, however old you were in 1963,
1: So
0: I was you nine. were certainly
6: not as tall as you are now i'm
0: envisioning and i don't know why this is what came to mind but you know that that bit in like cartoons where a cartoon character will look at he'll be like you know say something to somebody they will like look at it and it's like knee level and then he looks up and they just do that cut of like the quicks the quick pan all the way up to the head and the head's like up in the clouds because it's some sort of giant i'm envisioning that was the, the will chamberlain interaction at some level that
6: was that was just about how it felt. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh wow, that's yeah. That's He's, a good that's one. That's a large individual. That's a very tall man.
1: Thank you. Um, how's your tennis life going?
6: My tennis life.
1: Yeah, you're 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 a tennis fan. My
6: you're, tennis life ended a long, long time ago.
1: <laughs> but you're still watching. It's been right?
6: fun. To, yes, I still watch. Hmm. And uh, Coco Goff and her partner. Uh, Pagula were in the finals of the women's doubles too, but they did lose that also. But to play in both the singles and the doubles finals is quite an accomplishment at 18.
1: Wow. Thanks for the call. I got another one.
6: Okay, carry on.
1: You're on the air.
7: Hi. Um, first of all, that movie uh, about the Indian horse is um, at Netflix. You can get it from Netflix. And I want to say that it is not a feel-good movie. So, And the other thing is that I did meet a famous sports figure, but it was a very, very long time ago. And his name was Sal Bartolo, and he was a boxer. And he was a boxer um, back in the day, like, in the '40s or '30s or something like that. Hmm.
1: What was the um, What was the situation? Why'd you Why'd you run into him? How'd you run into him?
7: Well, um, I used to live in Boston. That's where I grew up. And um, uh, he he had a uh, bar. And uh, on Friday nights, my dad and I used to go down to the bar and watch friday night fights and the name of the bar was sal bartolo's ringside huh. cafe and sal bartolo was there more often than not so there it is huh.
0: he was the jimmy was the wba featherweight champion from 1944 to
1: 1946
0: there you have it so lightweight, <laughs> lightweights lightweights lightweight.
7: Mm. Yeah, featherweight. featherweight yeah
0: And and, caller, I also Uh, appreciate you mentioning I also appreciate you mentioning That one, the movie's on Netflix And the two, it's not a feel-good movie Because now I know I'll have to be in a specific kind of mood To watch it Uh,
7: Well, it's it's not You know, none of those um, I feel like uh, um, First Nation people's Films I think are especially (laughs) (laughs) feel-good But (laughs) That's, that's my take on them. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm going to look yeah. for that one that you talked about, the Arizona basketball. What did you say the name of who it was?
0: Yeah, it's called – If, if, if it's, I hope it's still on Netflix because I watched it a couple years ago, but it's called Basketball or Nothing.
7: Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's
0: that? Basketball or Nothing.
7: Basketball or Nothing. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah if it's, it's still on there. It's fantastic. Outside my
7: house. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Well, you had
1: some great calls today, Jer. 707. 707- Basketball or Nothing is still on Netflix. 707 <laughs> 895 um, So it doesn't count with Michael Jordan when you pay to, when you pay to go to the, his camp. No, because I'm going to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah. Uh, no, I'm to it was
0: a, it was guaranteed as part of signing up for the camp that you were going to get his autograph.
1: One signature, yeah, on yeah. anything you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Hello, caller, you're on the air.
2: Yes, I'm uh, San Francisco Market Street. Uh, I think it was the 1980s. I was attending a tenier, uh, school there called Plaza the- Three Academy or something like that. And um, while I was inside during class time, somebody came in and said Muhammad Ali was walking down Market Street. And I managed to get out and go down to the corner just to catch him going inside uh, uh, some vehicle, I believe it was. And he was just leaving, so I just caught a glimpse of him. But, you know, it was just a passer
1: on the San Francisco Market Street. It was kind of mind-blowing. But um, did you give the date? Was I not paying attention? Was this pre-Vietnam uh, controversy with him or, or Poe? Was he, he? No, no. This was post. This was after he
2: had Parkinson. Oh, okay. Um, it All was. Right. I think it was the eighties. I'm not sure. It was, it was uh, the mid nineteen eighties, I believe. That, um
0: it, It's that's one of those names where that kind of transcends the sports part of it where you could know nothing about boxing and you would could know who Muhammad Ali is similar to like, you could know nothing about basketball, but you know, Michael Jordan, that's a, that's that kind of level of run into, right? When Muhammad Ali is oh, yeah. walking down market street, you know who that is, even if you know nothing about boxing.
1: I, I would say that's a, a fair statement. And if you yeah. don't know what he looks like, you've at least heard the name. So I'm, exactly. I'm going to yeah. make that yeah. disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Right. Oh, that's great. There's Love something
2: it. else I would like to bring up, too, if that's okay. Go. yeah, go for it. Uh, Wimbledon. Tim. Um, I'm kind of disappointed of what's going on there because they uh, disqualify Russian players and international organizations it says, well, they can't count towards the rankings because, um, you know, it's individual sports. And I can understand that because... You know, a lot of Russians don't agree what Putin's done, and um, it, it seems like they're they're going too far. They're disallowing Russian cult- culture, Russian people, Russian individuals. It's, it's like it seems to be over um, reacting. Votes well to what a dic- dictator doing, you know, because he, he has power there. And you know, I think Wimbledon should not do that. You know, and people are going to play in that tournament. And they're not going to be able to, you know, have a ranking or, you know, change their ranking because of um,
1: exclusion. So, it, bigger picture here, you're against any kind of protest in any kind of sporting event? Is that fair? Well, I, I was
2: against when Jimmy Carter boycotted the uh, Olympics in 1980. Um yeah, I, I think sporning just stand outside
1: politics. Hmm. Yeah, Jerry, we were going to bring that one up, weren't we? Yeah, you were going to get something. Yeah, you, you got the list of the the band players. I I have a I don't have a full list. I
0: have a list of like the notable names, which I think is kind of good enough. Uh, the biggest names are. Uh, Name pronunciation is going to be bad here, so I apologize in advance. Uh, Daniil Medvedev, who's the who I don't know if he still is. At the time, this got announced, was the number two uh, male player in the world. Uh, Ar- Arina uh, Sabalenka, who was the number four woman player in the world wow. at the time. Uh, and then if you go down the men's side, uh, the number two, number eight, number 24, and number 30 men were disqualified from Wimbledon and five of the top 40 on the women's side were disqualified as well.
1: Wow, that's substantial. And and,
0: yeah, and they were disqualified for this is the official statement from the All England Club, uh, the who organizes uh, Wimbledon. Uh, This decision was made to quote, limit Russia's global influence through the strongest means possible. The statement continues and says in the circumstances of such unjustified and unprecedented military aggression, it would be unacceptable for the Russian regime to derive any benefits from the involvement of Russian or Belarusian players uh, with the championship. So that is their reasoning um, for for disqualifying these players. The the part of this that's odd to me, and we've talked about this a little bit uh, in in indirect ways before, is how... The four major U.S. tournaments – or not U.S. tournaments, sorry. The four major tennis tournaments are separated from the rest of tennis in, right. in, in the sense of in, like the ATP and the WTA, which are the two like major tennis groups, and then the International Tennis Federation being third. They have all said that Russian players can participate in their tournaments – uh, but they're not allowed to reference their nationality in any way. So you're able to, to compete, but you can't have the country's flag next to their name wow. or it's not going to play their anthem or anything like that. So I, I guess the only part of it that's a little bit weird to me is just how there's a lack of consistency with this. Um, because, again, like the, the All England Club is separate from the other tennis governing body. So it's a little bit weird that they're not being consistent with that. Yeah. Uh, there's also kind of a push for some people have said, well, they should be allowed to play if they denounce Vladimir Putin and and this and that, uh, like those kind of things. Um, it's it's odd. I don't know. It's, it's, it's an odd one for me just because of the fact that you're 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 stop. You're basically preemptively not letting anyone play regardless of their stance. So you're kind of putting them in together into a group. It's an approach, and I get why they're doing it, but I wish it was a little bit more consistent.
1: Caller, is that enough on that topic? Should I move on?
0: Yeah, if you want to,
2: but you know, I'm disappointed, you know, when the British gets very anti-Russian, and mm-hmm. they're very strong in these issues, it seems, a lot of time, and, and it goes to sports, too, and I I don't understand that because I think all the players should be allowed to play because they're not playing for Putin, they're playing for, you know, their individual sports.
1: That's so I'll let you go on, okay? Thanks for the yeah,
0: call. I, I agree with that. That's a very good point. It kind of goes back to what I was saying, where it's like, I, I don't know, yeah, I agree with the caller, right? I don't know how many of these people are playing for, the, for hello, Russia.
1: Hello, caller. You're on the air. Thanks for waiting.
3: Oh, my, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Great show tonight. Way way to bounce around. Yeah. I love all the different topics. Um, first off, really quick, uh, sports trivia, really fast for right. anybody out there listening and you guys. Uh, who's the only male athlete to participate in both the Final Four and the Super Bowl?
1: The so Final Final Four? Mid- what? Final Four?
3: Basketball. Men's basketball Final Four. Oh wow! And then and then also played in the Super Bowl. Uh, so, obviously, he was drafted as a, um, was a two-way college player and also, obviously, was drafted and played NFL. So, anywho, going off of that, uh, bounce back a little bit. Jerry and, and, and Jim, I, I didn't mention numerous other professional athletes encounters because my dad used to do baseball card shows. Uh, he had a very large baseball card collection, and we did all the big ones. Mickey Mantle, uh, Hank Aaron, uh, Whitey Ford. Harman Killerbrew, Rod Carew, you know. So those guys would be there signing baseballs, and we would have a booth selling baseball cards at a big convention center. And so I met tons of professional baseball players from age 5 to 11, but they don't count in this particular According to Jerry, they wouldn't, they
1: wouldn't count any more than Michael Jordan <laughs> at the camp. It,
3: exactly. We, we were there. We paid to, to be there. We were selling stuff, making money. And also at the same time, I would wait in line. Usually, this is how it happened. I would wait in line for two hours, and then as I got to the front to give the ball to Hank Aaron, my dad would walk up and be like, "Oh, Mr. Aaron, would you sign this ball, please?" <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> a, that was my—I uh, never actually got to interact. I was always just the uh, placeholder in line.
1: Um, Jerry, you figure out? Do you figure out the trivia question yet? I have. I have. There's two answers. I have there's them both. Two answers. There you go, Vince. Yeah, that's an improper asking of the question. If there's two answers, go ahead. Two?
0: Yes, there are two.
1: <laughs> let's, huh. let's hear it. Uh,
0: Well, I'm curious which one you know. <laughs> which one? Oh, yeah. uh. Uh, Julius Julius Peppers. Yeah, he's one, and then Donovan McNabb is the other. He played basketball at Syracuse. Oh,
3: he played ball at Syracuse. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Okay. But wow, he, he did make drummer.
1: it to the Final Four? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes.
3: Yes, they did. Oh, I forget. He was—he was he, he, wasn't, he was like a bench player. He wasn't even like Peppers was a star. Yeah, like, Peppers was a star at
0: North Carolina. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. he was a for, good basketball
3: sure. player. What era? Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, this would be late '90s. Huh?
1: Yeah.
3: I would. I would. After Rasheed Wallace and and Stackhouse and that, crew. like, yeah, was Carolina. But anywho, so I wanted to go into the next topic of the the guy complaining about the Russian athletes being banned. I was Jerry, are they allowed? Are they allowed to participate in the World Cup and the Olympics? Like, isn't there more bands other than just individual athletes? at like a, a tennis thing? Am I, am I not mistaken? There's other big bands for that for the entire Russian squads for things coming up.
1: Yeah. So, while Jerry's looking that up, just understand. okay.
0: Go ahead, Jim. Yeah,
1: I'll let you just get your thoughts together there, Jerry. I imagine there's a lot, but. Vince, this is the All-England Tennis Club who puts on Wimbledon. That's who is banning the Russians. That one, one event. That has nothing to do yes. with with the American Tennis or the World Tennis Association.
3: No, it doesn't. No, th- this is court. what I'm saying, though. I think there's big humming besides those that, that one entity saying no. They, they, they have bigger bans coming, and it's not because of the, steroids, something like the war in Ukraine, which I agree with the caller. Is like, come on. Like... <sighs> These athletes are almost forced to say, yeah, we support Russia. You know, it's like, they're athletes. They just want to go do what they do. I don't know if if, if it's appropriate to ban them from things. Like, especially as a tennis club making a decision. I I find that to be a little uh, ridiculous.
1: Oh, it's their tournament, you know. They can do what they
3: want. I hear you. I hear you. Uh,
0: So, yeah. So, get back to Vince's question. FIFA has suspended Russia from all international competition that is sanctioned by FIFA.
1: Is the World Cup okay. sanctioned by FIFA? That, that the that's Cup. the World
0: Cup, yeah. Okay. That's the oh, World yeah. Cup. Yeah. Um, the Olympics, I, I, I'm getting mixed up a little bit with this because I thought there was something in, in a recent Olympic where Russians were were allowed to participate, but it was under some other name. And it, like, that was they the didn't Olympics. fly their flag I think that was the most or something.
3: Recent- that was, the, that was the most recent Winter Olympics, I believe. Like I believe the Summer Olympics are coming up, and that's the one that I was curious about. Like, obviously, it's a year away, I think. It's 24, but um, yeah, I was just curious. So FIFA's already said it. So, so a big player, is a good soccer team. They're out of the World Cup. That's, that's a pretty big piece missing from a tournament that is, you know, a once every four-year tournament.
0: Yeah, I'm also pretty sure uh, that UEFA, which is the the European governing organization for soccer, I think they banned Russian teams from the Champions League. I could be wrong about that, but I yeah. think they did.
1: Tell um, me this. Did, uh, I, I know Ukraine had a huge... At, when the war started, I, I NPR even covered this one. Um, they covered Ukraine having to leave the country just to practice when they were getting bombed. And do they qualify? I, I I heard it was it was that they won this match. They were it'd be like the first time they qualified or something
0: for what? Uh,
1: f- for the World Cup. Uh,
0: let's take a look. I don't know if they qualified. No. So they they lost to Wales. And, oh, that and was, Wales uh, got in, and Ukraine <laughs>
3: didn't. Oh, 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 oh man. Yeah.
1: Uh Huh. So
3: that, that's actually kind of good. I mean, it'd be a, a weird. Weird thing if Ukraine was playing the United States in the first round of the qualifying yeah,
0: match. That, that'd be weird. Um, Vince, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't look like it's clear great. one way or the other. Uh, the IOC recommended no participation, but it doesn't look like it's set in stone yet.
1: What's IOC? The International Olympic uh, International uh, Olympic Committee. Okay.
3: Well, okay, so I was I was I was kind of on the right page with the soccer thing, but uh, the Olympics is up in the air. I guess that's kind of that, they'll let that play out a little bit further before they make their decision. Um, but interesting stuff. It's always a bummer to see athletes get penalized for governmental decisions, but uh, at the same time, there's some understandable reasons for those reactions. So
0: yeah, um. the, and, and and the World Cup, I get a little bit more because then and that's you are playing under the flag of that nation. So I get it a little bit more in the World Cup than with individuals in tennis, Um, unless you're talking about some sort of like international tennis tournaments. Like there are those, there's those out there that I get. But when it's just individuals, it's that's where it gets a little bit weird for me.
1: I think we have time time for one more call. The phones are ringing. Okay. All right. Thanks, Vince. Really appreciate it, Vince. You're on the air.
4: Hi. Um. I just wanted. This is really quick. There's a town in Southern California, in the San Fernando Valley, named Tarzan, because the author of the book
2: lived there. That's all I got to say.
1: Huh. Thanks okay. for the call. Thank you. So the town is called Tarzan. Nothing to do with Johnny Weissmuller? He was Tarzan. <laughs> okay.
0: Got it. I don't know. Got it. Huh. Um. Okay, wow. I, I, it was funny. You said we got time for one more call, and I didn't believe you. And then I looked at the clock, and it was 7.57. Well, so it. you were absolutely
1: right. We got time for another one. Hey, You're in charge. Hello, you're on the air. Turn your phone down. You got one minute.
5: One minute. Okay, one minute. I uh, actually just called about Jerry Rice, but I got one more story. Let's A little more feel good. Uh, me and my friend went to Kanakai early early 2010s or late aughts. We're uh, at the bar after the concert Hanging out with some really nice old guy just <laughs> All gray, gray fox Hung out with them for three, four hours Amazing night He's buying us drinks This guy must have been 80 uh, <laughs> Pretty young, we're in our 30s I had no clue who this guy was Some dude walks up to us after and said You realize that was Ken Stabler, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh that's we, fantastic We spent time with the, with the snake We, we hung that's out with him for three, four hours Another, wow. yeah, Bay Area legend, and oh, that's yeah, a little more feel good than, than Jerry Jerry Rice arming me. So, I, 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 have, a, I have a
0: similar story to that. I, I'll have to tell it next week, uh, kind of talking to someone that's older, we did, and I didn't realize who it was. Uh, I'll have to, <laughs> right, have to I'll say it, tell it next week. Yeah. Thanks for the it's call. Not, it's not nearly Thank as good you know. as Ken Stabler, uh, but it's, it's an interesting story.
1: <laughs> By the way, caller, I always like to get this out, and I might as well say it to you. We encourage double and triple mm-hmm. dipping. We, 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 we go against the grain there. So I've, you're always welcome to call back.
5: I've, I've done it before. I'll call in some more. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Love it. Love it. All Uh, right. We're
0: going to wrap it up. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show this week. A lot of good calls, a lot of good topics. Uh, We'll be back next week. That'll be Sunday, June 12th, same time, 7 o'clock. Until then, I am all done. Uh, Jim, let's wrap it up, and we'll talk to everybody next week.
1: Thanks, everyone, for calling in.